You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 7th of March 2021. This week, Paul talks to first-time author Abigail Collins about her brand new comedic take on the dating world, Everybody's Doing It. She also talks about her other life as a cabaret and circus artist. 104.7 Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Waffle segment. As ever, on a Sunday evening, we talk to uh, we talk to authors, we talk to publishers, we talk to poets. Uh, but this week, uh, we are talking to an amazing novelist. I'm holding in my hand, not that you can see this because it's radio, but I'm holding in my hand a copy of Everybody's Doing It by Abigail Collins. Uh, and Abby is joining me on the line now. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm all right, Paul, and hello, everybody, and thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. It's, I was going to say, it's a nice afternoon. I'm getting, it's always nice. I get the thumbs up from the studio next door to say, Zoom is working fine. We can hear you on the radio. Perfect. <laughs> but it's um, always sunny in Lancashire, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, I, I was going to say, we've got cloud <laughs> cover this afternoon, and to be honest, uh, we've, we've had it all right at the moment. Don't, please don't, please don't jinx our no. weather. Um, <laughs> but you are joining us, uh, this, this afternoon, not from, uh, not from this, uh, from this neck of the woods at all. You're joining from the tropical climates down there in that there south aren't you yeah from from tropical um streatham i i don't i think that is the first time that streatham's ever been described as tropical but uh yeah it's, uh, probably the last we, we realized we, we both hail from the same neck of the woods because uh, you're you're originally from dagenham are you not <laughs> i am yeah, we we have to uh, we have to sort of do the geography lesson every now and again for people up here in Rossendale because uh, let them know what Essex is really like because uh, all, all they ever get usually is the um, uh, the the the, t- the version of things. Uh, but um, you're here to talk about your book this afternoon. Now it looks like an absolutely fantastic read. I received a copy yesterday. Um, but uh, do you want to tell us about everybody's doing it first of all? What drove you to write it and, and where where the ideas came from? Right, so I just should make the disclaimer first of all that this is fiction. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, I think, you know, all well, maybe not if so much of it's historical fiction, but you know, a lot of writers, you you tend to draw on what you know, Mm. don't you, on what you can write. So um, I was very early to the party on internet dating. Right. (laughs) I've probably done it on and off for at least the last decade. And when I first started doing it, Everybody was, oh, poor you, Paul, mm. you can't, you can't meet someone IRL, you know, in real life before we even used to say IRL. <laughs> and every, and I just, I didn't say anything, but I thought, oh, you'll all be doing it. <laughs> you'll all be doing it. I'll give you five years and sure enough, a decade on and everybody's doing it, which is where the title of the book came from. Excellent. And, and it is true. I mean, I, I worked with a, with a few people and there was suddenly that realisation in the staff room one day that the majority of couples that were sitting in the room had met on the internet and it suddenly became a thing of, of everybody, like you say, everybody's doing it. And the book is very much about relationships. Uh, it's uh, even from the even from the cover. It's a fantastic cover as well uh, of, of it. It's essentially a lot of people snogging that is the, uh, the <laughs> that is the cover of the book uh, and it's and, and is that the the kind of uh, where do we because we follow the the main character um and it's it's Catherine is your main character uh, and we follow her through i'm assuming some pitfalls of some fairly troubled relationships along the way is that correct am i right in thinking that well there's there's a lot of horrific 
dates, which yes. are all fictional. I, I should say it is all fiction. But um, when I first started internet dating, I used to put funny posts up of, you know, obviously no nobody's identity. And it was never very personal. But just, you know, you just talk on Facebook with your friends about mm. things that happened. And everybody said, oh, please write a book. So um, but the dates are fictional. But, you know, I think anybody who's online dated will recognize the series of catastrophic dates that cat goes mm. on and um if you've not in, if you've not had the pleasure <laughs> slash misery of internet dating i think that you will probably enjoy it you know might be a bit of schadenfreude a little bit of enjoyment <laughs> of someone else squirming and suffering but I, I think there's something in there for everybody because either you know the landscape of online dating mm. or it's something you've never done but that maybe you're curious about so you know if you are in a happy relationship well, well done you <laughs> <laughs> you are in a relationship and you've never done it you know rather than you know split up or get divorced because you were just curious about online dating and not wanting to meet someone else just read my book that that seems it so it's almost like a counseling session this is this is quite nice we can it's got it, it's multi-layered well actually i mean i, I wonder if you've never uh, I, I hope that it wouldn't put anybody off of internet dating but if you've never done it before um it is, you know, I, it's kind of like it's a fictional dating site, but it is pretty much the kind of standard format of how those things work. So, and it's interesting, you were saying there is sort of slightly biographical. Did you did you find uh, that that obviously the, the changing of the names of characters and the, the situations? Have you had somebody come back to you yet and say, "Is that me in the book? Is that is that?" <laughs> No, not yet, because the book is officially, the book wasn't supposed to be released until the 28th of March. Oh, I see, um, right. But it's already been on sale on Amazon and at other outlets like Foils and Smiths mm. and Waterstones. It's on pre-order now. So, right. But some people have bought it and everybody's on Facebook with their copy of my book, which yep. is really nice to see. Um, so, so, no, I've not had that yet. But like I said, it is all <laughs> fictional. It's, it, they characters don't bear any resemblance to anybody living or deceased <laughs> but actually when when i was writing it you know i i um, dated a couple of guys and i or, or you know if i went on a date and i'd say to someone oh don't worry you know you're not going to be in the book and actually people were quite upset that they oh, weren't no. going to be <laughs> in the book. They, maybe that's it maybe they were trying to do ever more extravagant things uh, on the day in order to maybe make it and qualify for the top 10 or something i don't know <laughs> well there's but there's quite a lot of horror that she goes through so i think you, you know you'd have to be quite horrific to um make the book they're not all horror dates they're just kind of kind of quirky funny yeah I, and, and the, yeah. But i was gonna say you say funny that i mean the humor i'm gonna we'll have we'll have a chat about the sort of the humorous side of things uh and and about some of your other previous work and about sort of what's led to the to the book i think in the in the next section of the interview but we, we always allow our um uh, guests to choose the playlist uh for the afternoon uh now you kicked us off with wuthering heights with a bit of kate bush which is always going to be a grade standard uh and then you've gone now we, we you, you've chosen club tropicana wham you were not to know that this afternoon here on the, uh, just before the weekend <laughs> down myself and melanie kemp had our head-to-head this week for choosing the best male solo artist of all time mm. and the people of rossendale plumped for george michael now that yes! this is <laughs> he did it he's absolutely aced it he aced it over elton john and michael jackson and everybody else quite frankly uh so uh, but you've gone for club tropicana why 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 particularly this 
Okay, so, you know, George Michael, what a wonderful man he was. What an incredible artist and, you know, humanitarian, just a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And, oh, my goodness, I think like a lot of your listeners probably, I'm getting quite choked up talking about it. Mm. When he died, I was all on my own in Glasgow because I was working up there for Christmas. Yeah. And I I was, it was such a sad Christmas, I'd wrapped up presents for myself. Oh, <laughs> weeks before so when i opened them i was like oh so actually you know and then i was trying to have a nice christmas day on my own i was working and i was going to get in on a plane we just lost you a little second here abby oh well i tell you what we've just lost the connection exactly the wrong time there but you know uh, um uh, george michael is very much on the way here's club tropicana 104.7 rossendale radio Welcome back to the Waffle Hour. And uh, in amongst, uh, while you've been listening to Club Tropicana, we've been replugging things, we've been re- uh, rejigging things, recalling. Um, Abby, are you still with us? I am still with us. We've, we've, we've moved off the Zoom and we're now on to... Um, uh goodness knows what i think what's happening is we're bouncing off three satellites via kazakhstan or something and uh yeah. and, but we're still in contact and that's the important it's thing all right so let me put my pajamas back on so you know win-win in a way i've, I've been doing zoom calls in pajamas for for a while now and you know what i was i was i was pretending that they were they were proper clothes for a while that now i just tell people i don't i don't care anymore um it's it's lovely for you to join us again this afternoon we're talking about your book everybody's doing it um and uh, one of the things that we were mentioning was particularly about the humorous side of the book um and, uh, and if people pick this up that i wouldn't be expecting anybody uh, a book where you're you're going to sit there and it's not going to be what we call a hard read where you're going to have to sit there and you know really get to 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 grips with with you know some really di- i mean these are very di- big things but quite frankly the the way it's it is put together is is stunning some of the quotes from the from the back of the book absolutely brilliant from alan davis time out says terrific skills a, a, a terrific skills based back character a comic um and this is from this is cabaret multi-talented sharp as a whip cabaret's triple threats there you go that's a nice that nice thing to say about you um clearly the, the the work that you've done previously to this um is very sort of comedy based uh, how did that sort of how did you bring manage to bring that through the book um well i've always been you know i've always been a bit of a clown i actually went to the royal ballet when i was a child but um <laughs> it wasn't for me it was far too serious and yeah i don't I remember thought, clowning being high up i've got a friend who's at the royal ballet at the moment i don't remember clowning being on the on the agenda <laughs> no we used to kick each other in the bum at the bar so you know that was never going to work out and then i got quite into my academia i did a bachelor's and a master's but again it was never quite i, I was always kind of headed for the stage so mm. You know, ever since I've performed professionally since my early 20s, now that is a long time, we're, we're well into two decades of performing. Ever, I've always gravitated towards the funny and the characters and, and so an accents. I, I love an accent. So, um, yeah, so it's it, writing funny stuff for me. Well, hopefully it's funny. I mean, you guys will, will all be the judge of it, but it, it just feels like a natural progression for me. And also, you know, when, whenever I've had um, difficulties in my life, I've always tried to see the funny side of it. It's... And... Um, it does yeah. come across it does come across really well i mean even from as i say i i received the book yesterday so i'm gonna I'll, I'll have to be honest with the listeners i have not read from cover to cover as yet but even just uh from the from the first couple of paragraphs you you get the idea that you know you're making comparisons and 
and witticisms that are not you, you know these are these are not going to be you know um <laughs> we, 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 it, it, i don't want to say not too deep because that kind of implies that there's no <laughs> skill in the writing because actually comedy writing relies on the fact that you've got an understanding with your audience and something they can easily grip hold of so that you can keep the pace going um and but you do that really really well i think it's it's, it's kind of a, the tone of it immediately makes you feel like you already know the, the the narrator and the way that the characters are going um it's um i mean from just where, did, where when you talk about your performance work where, where does that kind of how would you describe yourself when you're on stage as opposed to abigail the writer um well i i i, I self-describe as um the, the body of an athlete and the mouth of joan rivers oh. <laughs> i think i do but for saying that I do do family stuff as well. I mean, I've actually done quite a lot of stuff in Lancashire and mm. um, and other places. I was the fool of Moncaster Castle very um, nice. for, for a year. Yes, it was a very nice title to hold. So I've done a lot of family stuff and a lot of kids stuff. So obviously the audiences are you know are very specific. Um, and basically, I just I just really like making people laugh. But whatever I do, whether it's family or kids or adult stuff. I'm, I, I've been known as a bit of an envelope pusher in my <laughs> career, and I've—I mean, I don't know how the pandemic will change this, but up and you know, before COVID, I used to use a lot of audience volunteers, <laughs> and I did a lot of climbing over people. So, I think that might be. Um, that that, that 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 might be not such a big part of my work from now on because um yeah it is a, a consideration it is such a tricky thing isn't it because i know performers are absolutely gagging to get back out there and we you know we all want to be back in front of audiences again um but i think there's going to be that kind of um awkwardness like kind of like when you first meet people at a party again for the first time it's like what's what's the kind of agreed behavior here we've got to we've got to find new ways of having agreed behavior haven't we um and like you say it might be that the, the physical is is different but maybe that kind of is going to lead us back to slightly more verbal banter from a distance or, or, or something like that. Um, I mean, do you enjoy that that side of things, that kind of, like you, you say, that the mouth of Joan Rivers, she's a particularly, you know, or was a particularly sharp uh, wit. Is, is that something that you, you try and drive as much as possible? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I really like the combination of, I, because I create all my characters, I write the material, I, I, I make my own costume. So it's a whole process for me. And I... I'm a physical performer. I hula hoop. I do handstands. I do a lot of like s- stupid stuff, basically. But I also, I mean, I really like to write characters, and you know, occasionally I'll do the odd political joke. And I think I just really like to do a a, a full rounded performance, you know. And hopefully, hopefully, there's something for everybody in there. And I've not had that many complaints yet and um you know i've worked the length and breadth of the country and Hmm. all over europe and actually like you know i've been to colombia brazil japan i've performed in portuguese and spanish and french um and a few words of japanese so yeah i mean and it's i think it's really interesting because some things are culturally specific and whenever i go somewhere because i've i've performed at ramsbottom civic center oh where i had my jab just two weeks ago (laughs) (laughs) the cultural center of the universe surely i have indeed i've launched a book there before it's it's a beautiful ah, place is rami it's lovely (laughs) well i I loved it, but you know, so when, when, whenever I go somewhere, I always make sure that I get the, you know, uh, I get I get the local references in, so I find out, you know, what have you people got against Hebden Bridge? You know, <laughs> because there's there's tribalism everywhere you go, isn't there? And I mean, it's not it's not 
I mean, it's not the kind of, you know, it's not negative tribalism, but, you know, everybody, it's like the whole Lancashire, Yorkshire rivalry. And I just want to say I'm drinking tea right now and it's not Yorkshire tea. That's that's very good. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, well, uh, uh, you mentioned Hebden Bridge. That's across the border. You need a passport for that. Um, it's... Oh, it's Yorkshire, isn't it? Yeah, Hebden Bridge is Yorkshire, uh, but uh, but Rami's very, very much in Lancashire. You're in the right spot there. That's all good. We like we, we like Rami. It's in the valley. Uh, it's, that, it's, that, it's very confusing, that little border bit, because is some of the Calder Valley in, in Lancashire and some of Yorkshire? We're literally as you, the the edge of Rossendale, uh, it, it, sort of backs onto Topmorden, so that's the, that's where the where, where the the, the, bra- the break is. So it's and then likewise, oh. Ramsbottom sits a little bit in Greater Manchester and a little bit in Lancashire. There's a uh, believe me, I could go back to the uh, the, the the Ramsbottom uh, the, the changeover in the mid seventies about when they moved into Greater Manchester, but we'll be going down a very dark political alley. Oh um, yeah, and then you, <laughs> then, then it will turn into a Jackie Weaver situation. And <laughs> oh, don't. I, I believe me, I definitely don't have the authority. Um, just, just coming back to some of your characters, and you mentioned characters earlier on. I mean, just again, this is this is, this is only from the blurb, um, but, you know, the hapless actress Cat, gorgeous best pal Joe, uh, uh, Bill and Ben, the, uh, a perennial alcoholic bachelor, gropey Dave. I mean, some of these characters... Um, there's, you can tell that this is uh, your performance work is very much sort of translated onto the page now, and it's like you know what? What would it be like if this guy and this person and these two people here? What if they were all in this situation? And it seems like you've had a lot of fun sculpting this this set of characters together. Well, what I wanted to do was, you know, because obviously I work in I work in cabaret mainly, and it's a very diverse, you know, literally all, all the world is there, you know, to, and and so it was really important to me to make the friendship circle as diverse as possible, and to um, I, I guess to really reflect the way things are because you know I'm a kid of the seventies, nineteen seventy one. I just want to say I'm fifty in two weeks. Happy birthday in <laughs> advance. Um, Thank you. And um, I, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I've seen, I've seen so many things change. And mm. obviously, some things haven't changed for the better. When I think of climate change, but when I think of the way socially things have changed, and you know, people so are so much more accepting now. And so, it was really important to me to create um, a diverse friendship circle because that is my friendship circle and also i mean you know and also i think you know the 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 politically things have changed with things like black lives matter and you know so many movements now and so i'm like you know we 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 live one of the for me one of the best things about the uk is despite all of our differences you know especially over the the dreaded b word (laughs) let's not go there but i think that you know british people largely are compassionate they're caring and they're fair and ultimately accepting even if it's something that they're not keen on Mm. that people are still generally you know even if they don't want to welcome it with open arms they won't either people aren't you know necessarily so 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 dismissive or violent or bigoted and that you know that we i think we're generally a a caring liberal society that's at least what i like to think well i was going to say this is um, this is always a very welcome thing and certainly on this show um i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna move things on only because i'm looking at the time and i'm gonna have to make sure that we get all of your tracks in because you've got two got more cra- you've got two more crackers to come uh, and one of them is uh, is johnny rotten in la tell us a little bit about this because this is something new to the station this afternoon okay so um 
This is uh, someone who is was and still is very, very special to me, Jim Gibson. He's an independent artist, um, but he also, up in uh, York, he had a couple of bands. Sorry, I'm talking Yorkshire, but he had a couple <laughs> of bands, yeah. Uh, Black Knight Crash and the Runaway Sun. So if anybody up there has been to independent gigs and went to anywhere in York, you might have come across these bands sort of like 10, 15 years ago. Anyway, he's um, got a solo album out on... You can find him on Spotify and you can find him on iTunes. And he's got such just a beautiful voice and a beautiful spirit. And last year I had my birthday in lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) And um, even though it was lockdown, I had a very happy time of jigging around on a facebook party to this and blowing out candles and drinking champagne and you know lots of people jumped on and sent me lovely messages so it's a happy memory it's a good memory indeed this is johnny rotten in la at home in the office in the car wherever you are you can listen to 104.7 rossendale radio welcome back to rossendale radio it's paul jenkins here with the final part of the waffle hour this afternoon and uh, we're talking to abigail collins about a book everybody's doing it um and uh, just while we were um uh, sort of off here listening to jim gibson a little uh, a little while ago uh, we were talking and you you've been mentioning you've been doing quite a lot of teaching and an online work to do with literacy during the lockdown I um I've been teaching a couple of kids online and um that's been really good. One is 5 and one's just turned 7. Um and it, it's it's you know it's been great to do that. And I also taught a hula hoop workshop wow. in my ki- in my kitchen. And uh, there's a beam in the kitchen that still bears the scars of being smacked by a hula hoop. Oh, my goodness. So um, (laughs) I've done that. I also did a show for someone's birthday party in my kitchen. Uh, I did a performance for Fab NHS. This is the NHS Awards, the Mm. annual awards. So I filmed something um, for that in my kitchen. And I did actually get to do a few live shows with a circus in between lockdown and i'll be joining them again in the spring fingers crossed so yeah i'm looking forward to that oh that's excellent and and this is the thing is some things i see i've I've dabbled in doing some some children's circus work i'm by no means a circus performer um but there is there is something lovely about and really freeing about circus work i mean i can't i'm I'm not a great hula hooper i can juggle a bit um but there's there's just there's little bits and pieces about seeing kids working with juggling scarves or or trying to balance things or doing you know peacock feathers or things like that there's something lovely about it and i think it's you say you've been doing these things in your kitchen i have been yeah, well I, I did the hula hoop workshop in my kitchen and i've done some performances when i uh, when i teach um, mostly that sat at the table and uh, although I, I was dancing at 9 30 this morning with my student of course um but uh yeah mostly that sat down but yeah i've been i've been up on my feet in the kitchen and actually you know i think i mean obviously i'm a live performer and that's as where as a uh, as a performer that i you know come together but i have done a little bit of tv mm-hmm. um there's a tv series called guinevere jones right. if anybody's ever watched that i'm sure you can find it online somewhere and i was a tree a tree because who doesn't who doesn't dream of being a tree when they're at drama school? No. Everybody's <laughs> See, you always say this, and, and anybody who's not a performer, right, everybody goes, oh, you were a tree, and then laughs. But the, the, for me, I, my immediate question is, but what type of tree? Are you a wise old oak? Are you a weeping willow? Are you What, what kind of tree? See, there's, there's characters in everything. <laughs> I was a magic tree. Of course. I was course. a magic tree called Fern. And um, <laughs> I have to say that the... Um, the makeup artist was amazing, and he was the same makeup artist who'd worked on Lord of the Rings. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Apart from the fact that they put these contact lenses in my eyes, and I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> and 
and I've got claustrophobia as well and I didn't realise that not being able to see would bring on my claustrophobia uh, was, and I had a panic yeah. attack in the tree costume but I couldn't get out of it as well and because they put me in these tree fingers so I couldn't go to the toilet and I couldn't get the contact lenses out of my uh, oh and it was raining and it was freezing cold and it was horrendous so there you go but I bet you <laughs> stayed in character all the way through and and I and, you know all the layers of your character you know you, you, you'd have been professional I'm almost certain of it <laughs> yeah I, I I was professional but I was also in floods of tears so there you oh. go <laughs> well, there you go. Apologies. I, feel, I hope that you've kind of alleviated the burden a little bit this afternoon by by sharing the story. Um, it's been so so lovely to talk to you. I really wish we could we should we could go on these 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 shows. These views never last as long as I w- I'd want them to. Um, but uh, do you want to just uh, while we're here, remind the people at home where we can get hold of your book and what the when the publishing dates are and things like that. So the book has already been for sale on Amazon, but mm-hmm. apparently it's selling out. Well, hey, good um, work. So- it will come back avail- uh, be be available again on Amazon. It's available to pre-order on Foils, on Waterstones, on WH Smith, and actually, I think if you're desperate to get a copy now, if you go to bestbooksandfilms.com, you can get a copy from there right away. That's wonderful. We'll put the uh, links to that in the show notes for the podcast when that goes out. Uh, and and course, also, I'm oh, having a book launch. Oh on yes, my 50th birthday on the 18th. Oh, so it's on the 18th of this month. Brilliant. Well, that yeah. Will... So there's 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 um my, if you go to Abigail Collins on Facebook, there's my my um, Abigail Collins page on there. You can find me on Instagram, the Abby Collins. You can find me on Twitter as the Abby Collins, um, and I'm putting the details up there. And it's an open invite, so um, please everybody come along. Um, there will be cheese and wine. You Excellent. Bringing it yourselves, but yeah. there will be cheese and wine. Yeah, but you're guaranteed to get the cheese and wine you like. Then that's all right. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be reading some excerpts from the book, and then um, partying on. I've even organised some DJs. So very yeah. nice indeed. Well, there you and go. It seems, everyone's invited. It seems like a red carpet <laughs> event for the 18th of this month. Uh, we will certainly be making sure that we are there. Uh, and uh, and and just as we as we are finishing the, uh, our, our section this evening, you've chosen Shirley Bassey to to finish. Uh, now this was not the version of I Am What I Am that we had in the system. We had a bit of a Gloria Gaynor thing going on. I was like, no, uh, she's asked yeah. for Shirley Bassey, so we're going to give her Shirley. Why, why Shirley? Because I used to do impressions when I was a kid, and Shirley Bassey, Shirley Bassey was one of the first impressions that I did, and um, <laughs> I used to sing Goldfinger, and you know, I'd contort my face, and my parents thought it was hilarious, um, and so Shirley Bassey has been, and I actually met her backstage in Melbourne, and I was so starstruck that I couldn't even, I couldn't speak, because she's such a superstar, every inch the diva, but fabulous and wonderful, and um, this song in particular, I Am What I Am, I, yeah, I think it you know it means a lot to so many people and ultimately i am what i am is for everybody to remember i love i sing this at the end of shows and i really love to sing it because it it just reminds me you know for everybody that to stand up and say i am what i am it's just such a positive <laughs> message uh, and uh, and you'll notice i refrained when you did your shirley bassey impression i refrained from doing my tom jones to balance it out but you know oh, no! Sir Tom Jones. Okay, well, let's do the younger brother of Sir Tom. That's oh. playing drag. Well, you know, I, I, right. In which case, what we're going to do is we'll take it up to the, the thing. This is I am what I am. Abigail Collins, thank you very much uh, this <laughs> afternoon for being a wonderful guest on on the show, and uh, we'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you for having me. It's been <laughs> lovely. It's been lush. It's Shirley. One hundred four point seven Rossendale Radio. 
So, as mentioned earlier, this week is International Women's Day and I've written a piece for it. Uh, the station have been doing some amazing stuff uh, during the course of the week to get ready for International Women's Day uh, and I've got some brilliant content all planned. Uh, but here is my contribution. I've tried to write it uh, in a very much in a male voice uh, and in a male-dominated industry, that of the sports coach. Uh, but this is uh, my team talk. Okay, everyone, gather around, listen up. It's a big game today. Huge. The crowd outside, the reporters, the commentators, the people at home watching through their television sets. The whole world. All eyes are on you. And some of them, I'm afraid to admit, want to see us fail. But we're not going to. When you're out there, remember. This one's for every day someone commented on your appearance without asking. For every time you were interrupted more than your colleague in a meeting. For every night you stayed home because otherwise, who would look after the kids? For every journey you took on a packed train where they were just a little too close for comfort. For every paycheck which didn't seem to go as far as you wanted. For every just having a laugh, love, get a sense of humour, you gritted your teeth through. For every time you got an unwarranted question about your kids, your lack of kids, opinion on kids, desire to have kids, or the whole process of the human reproductive cycle. For every film, TV programme, advert or radio broadcast that told you what you should spend your days doing. For every time your idea was passed over, explained back to you and then actioned, giving credit to someone else. For every time a team talk was done by someone other than you and who was only given permission by society to give that team talk because of the contents of their underpants. Choose to challenge. Today, we stand with you. But not all of us will be on the field today. Not all members of our team have the equipment needed to get a win this time round. And listen, here's the honest truth. We're not going to win any trophies today. It's just one game. And the opposition... It's pretty fierce. But today we'll play our best game, show them what we're made of and raise the roof of this place. Today we will hear cheers and shouting from the sidelines at a volume that will drown out those who want to see us fail so they make no more noise than an ant in a wind tunnel. And then we'll know that when we play the game next, together, with all of us back on the field, we'll pass the ball that little bit more, work as a team that little bit more. And then, my friends, then... We will win more silverware than you can possibly imagine. And we'll do it together. Now get out there and give us your A game. So there you have it. We come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks this week to Abigail Collins uh, for talking to me about her book, Everybody's Doing It. It looks absolutely fantastic. And best of luck with the launch, Abby. It looks uh, <laughs> looks like you're going to have a lot of fun uh, sharing this uh, with the big wide world. Uh, we'll be back with another uh, guest next week here on Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My name is Paul Jenkins. Uh, my thanks go out to everybody at Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast on a Sunday afternoon. And of course, to Melanie Kemp for all of her work editing and producing the show stay safe everybody and we'll see you next week